Wednesday, March 6, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. And you know, we are back for another day of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Hey, happy Wednesday to you, and happy birthday to one very special individual out there. Happy birthday to the big cactus, the big Aristotle, the big Barishnikov, the diesel, Kazam, Shaq Fu. Yes, today, March 6th, is the birthday of Shaquille O'Neal, America Basketball Hall of Fame center. He was a four-time champion. He was a three-time NBA Finals MVP. He was also an Olympic gold medalist in 1996. Now, Shaquille O'Neal was born on March 6, 1972 in Newark, New Jersey. And here is something crazy. Shaquille O'Neal, on the day of his birth, weighed in at, well, actually just 7 pounds and 13 ounces. Of course, he ended up being seven foot one, and you can't convince me that that dude is anywhere under four spins on the scale these days. He really was just a freak physically in his prime. When you looked at Shaq, Back when he was playing with the Magic and then with the Lakers, I mean, he was so big, he was so strong, he could run the floor, he could actually handle the ball a little bit. No, he couldn't shoot free throws. And no, he probably didn't work as hard at his craft as he should have. But Shaquille O'Neal, when he was good, wow, was he fun to watch. He could do some things no one else could do. And you have to rank him at least up there with the all-time centers, because I don't care who you put up there. Tell me someone who could have challenged him physically ever in their prime. Shaquille O'Neal was a physical freak, and the guy is just hilarious as a person. He was always playing around. He was always just a giant toddler goofing off all the time. Happy birthday to Shaquille O'Neal. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, maybe tell us, I don't know, your favorite actor in Kazam. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com. Or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be about Shaquille O'Neal. Doesn't have to be about Kazam. Although, I mean, we'd love it if it was. But maybe you just have a question. Maybe you have a comment for the show. Maybe you have a suggestion. Maybe you have a subject you'd like us to tackle. Feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Also, you should probably be stopping by tpublic.com to pick up some Daily Dose gear. Told you all week. We do now have our Daily Dose iTeam shirts over there. Couple of different styles you can go with. And we do still have our original Daily Dose gear over there as well. So if you want a t-shirt, maybe you want a sweatshirt, maybe you want a hoodie, maybe you need a coffee mug for your desk at work, what other place would you go to? Stop by tpublic.com and pick up some Daily Dose gear. Hey, today on the show, we do have a few sports news stories coming out that we definitely need to cover. But then, we need to get to our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! You never know what we might be ranking this week, but I'm telling you this, it is very, very interesting what we're going to be ranking a little bit later in the show. Hey, before we get into some breaking news, I've got some personal breaking news, because we had a bit of an issue here at the Daily Dose Studios out here in Aurora, Colorado. I told you earlier this week, we have had some crazy cold temperatures here in Denver. Well, last night... As I am leaving the studio, I hear kind of a low pitch rumble, and pretty soon, just down the hall from the Dalio studio, we start to see water filling up on the ground as a pipe had gotten so cold that it fractured and exploded, and water started going everywhere. Fortunately, we were able to get the water stopped, 
Daily Dose Studio took a little bit of water at the edge of it. Nothing to keep us from putting on shows, but that is a scary thing. You don't realize how fast water can get out of hand until you see it. How destructive water can be. It didn't take any time for it to start wreaking havoc throughout the Daily Dose Studios. We are fine. We made it. Didn't have to get a life preserver or anything, but man, that was not the way that I wanted to finish up my day yesterday. Not a good thing at all, but we survived. We are better people for it. Hey, let's jump into some breaking news that did come out in the world of sports, starting off in college hoops. A federal judge on Tuesday sentenced the three men that were convicted of pay-for-play schemes to try to steal some of those high-profile recruits to Adidas-sponsored college basketball programs. And those guys are getting sentenced to multiple months in prison. U.S. District Court Judge Louis A. Kaplan sentenced former Adidas executive James Gatto to nine months in federal prison. Former Adidas consultant Merle Code got six months in prison. And aspiring sports business manager Christian Dawkins also got six months. Now, Kaplan said he sympathized with the argument that the defendants are being punished when others who did similar things were not being prosecuted. Nonetheless, he said this, these defendants all knew what they were doing was wrong. He also said, this should be a great big warning light to the basketball world. I know we keep hearing that. I know we keep hearing, hey, something big is on the horizon for college basketball. We are going to have some big coaches fall. We are going to see some big names fall. We could see some major programs take a hit. But as far as I can tell, the only person in the basketball world who's really getting in trouble was Rick Patino. And that idiot was literally hiring hookers for recruits. So, I mean, it was just a matter of time with him anyway. But other than that, I keep waiting for the big names to come out. I keep waiting for the big programs where we're just going to go, oh man, did you see who just got popped and this is going to be big? I mean, we thought it was going to be Arizona. Nothing's happened. Nothing has ever come of it. The only thing that's happened through any of this, Rick Patino got fired. Other than that, eh, still nothing. Still waiting around. March Madness is coming. The second March Madness is coming since this all broke. And still nothing. I guess we just keep waiting. I don't know. Something's going to show up sometime, isn't it? Moving over to pro football, sort of, I guess. The Tampa Bay XFL franchise has named Mark Tressman as their new head coach and general manager. He now becomes the fourth head coach that has been hired by this new XFL league, which is going to begin play next year. Already hired in the XFL. And there are some good names out there. Bob Stoops is going to be the head coach in Dallas. Jim Zorn will be the head coach in Seattle. And Pep Hamilton will take over the team in Washington, D.C. Of course, Mark Tressman, who was the Chicago Bears coach back in 2013-2014, was most recently the head coach of the CFL's Toronto Argonauts, in 2017 and 18. And look, I know that a lot of people are going to hear this news and you're going to think, wow, what happened to Mark Tressman? I mean, he was the head coach of the Chicago Bears and now he's what? The head coach in the world wrestling of pro football or whatever this thing is in the XFL? But it does sound like the XFL is trying to get some legitimate people. And maybe they learned from the error of what they did last time. Maybe they realized, you know what? That was too much of a spectacle. That was too much hype. That was too much silliness. Let's just go out and put together a real league. But when I look at Mark Trestman taking this job and I see that he has now been named the Tampa Bay head coach in the XFL, I don't think that's a bad gig at all. 
Like, I think that's pretty good for Mark Tressman. Because think about this. Mark Tressman had to coach Jay Cutler. I mean, anything at this point is a step up from that, isn't it? I don't care what he's doing now. Let's say we find out Mark Tressman is just, I don't know, driving a school bus. Like, you're still going, ah, it's still a step up, isn't it? After coaching Jay Cutler? Everything's a step up after Jay Cutler. You can't possibly go backward after coaching Jay Cutler. Moving over to one other NFL story that we have, and this one's going to be a bit disturbing. Hold on to your hats. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Former NFL tight end Kellen Winslow II has been jailed without bail after he allegedly performed lewd actions in front of a 77-year-old woman at a California gym. What? Deputy District Attorney Dan Owens told the San Diego Union-Tribune that Winslow is accused of a pair of lewd actions toward the same woman at a Carlsbad gym back in February. Winslow allegedly touched himself in front of the woman and touched the woman on her arm and her foot in a hot tub in separate incidents nine days apart. Winslow is now 35, and he is facing misdemeanor charges of lewd conduct, two counts now, battery of an elder, one count, and willful cruelty to an elder, also one count. But here's the thing. He had already been on house arrest, stemming from charges that include, oh, it's going to be tough, kidnapping and rape from an alleged 2018 of March crime spree, where they say that he was also raping and kidnapping elderly women. <gasps> Winslow has pleaded not guilty to those 2018 charges and a trial is scheduled for April, but if convicted, Winslow could face a maximum sentence of life in prison. Folks, this guy is literally raping old ladies. There is something wrong with him. And you know, this is not one of those situations. Hey, what can you say? He came from a rough background. This is all he knows. Um, his father was a professional football player. He was rich. He literally had everything. But I'm telling you right now, Kellen Winslow II, his brain has short-circuited. He is not, in fact, the soldier that he led us to believe he was. So here's a question for you. Did maybe your parents or, I don't know, family member or something ever tell you that, you know the family dog that's getting really sick? Well, he's going to go live on a farm where he can play and get lots of sunshine and, you know, chase bunnies and stuff. I want the next news story about Kellen Winslow to be, yeah, you know, Kellen Winslow, um, he moved to a farm where he can get sunshine and chase old ladies and stuff. And then somehow we magically never hear from him either because this is a bad, sick individual that desperately needs to go away. Hey, coming back, we need to get to our daily dose hump day power rankings this week. Hump day! The NFL scouting combine started last week. We know NFL franchise players are now being signed and NFL free agency begins already next week. But here's the question. Who actually has any money to spend? We will have that answer for you today in our daily dose power rankings. So on Wednesdays, we like to get some actual real numbers or real stats involved, not really an opinion thing, but just put together a list and see what those numbers tell us. Today on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day! we are looking at which NFL teams actually have some money to spend this offseason. Everyone wants to be a big player in free agency. If you can go out there and you can sign that one player that just might put you over the top, 
I don't know. It could change your fate. You could end up going from pretender to contender really, really fast if you get the right piece. Everyone wants to be a big player in free agency or possibly even in making a trade. And we know that teams can maneuver money around and they can be creative. But here's the question. Who actually right now has some money to go sign some people? And on the other side of that, just as important though, who doesn't have any money right now? We're going to take a look at both of those things today. And let's start off with the team that has the fifth most money of any team in the NFL. Because coming in at number five is a team that finally started to show some signs of improvement last season. The Cleveland Browns have been picking in the top five every year for like decades now. So, I mean, you would hope that at some point they might actually find some talent. I mean, you have been getting the best players every single year in the draft. Eventually, you find some players that can go out there and compete, don't you? Well, last year, the Brownies actually won seven games. And now they do have some serious cash to try to go improve their roster even more. Now, remember, they are giving running back Kareem Hunt a little over a million dollars now. But we have to kind of wait and see when is he even going to be allowed to play because he's still on that commissioner's exempt list for domestic violence. So they have to approve him. They have to clear him. Right now, Kareem Hunt can't play. They are still paying him that money though. But here's the thing. The Browns don't have that many free agents of their own to go sign. But they have $79.1 million in cap space. Now, here's the catch with a team like Cleveland. Can you convince good players, and when I say good, not just talented players, can you convince quality players to come play in Cleveland? Because that hasn't been easy. Yes, we have a ton of money. But do you want to come here? Uh, No, no, I don't. Why would I want to come there? You're just going to lose. Well, now maybe they're starting to turn the corner. Maybe now they could convince a few people to come in there because if they could, if they could get a few decent players, hey, they could make a pretty big splash with that much money. 79 million bucks? You ought to be able to go get a few players. Cleveland comes in at number five. Moving up to number four, and they come in just a hair under $80 million in cap space, but we have a team that does need to improve a lot. And before they go look for other players, they have a few of their own players they need to sign. Because the Buffalo Bills went 6-10 and this past year. Which actually, if I'm being completely honest, that's probably a little bit better than I thought they would go. I didn't think they would be that good. I was looking at Buffalo and saying, I don't know, three wins, four wins. Because the Bills lost a number of players on both sides of the ball prior to the season. But they still have a pretty solid defense. And that defense was good enough to keep them in games. Now, they do have a few people they need to try to sign. Starting linebacker Lorenzo Alexander, starting center Ryan Groy, and starting offensive tackle Jordan Mills, they're going to suck up some of that 80 million bucks. But then, I mean, you would think the Bills are going to go out and they're going to try to find some pass-receiving targets for their quarterback, Josh Allen. Because remember, while the Buffalo Bills, I guess, were better than I thought they'd be at six wins, they were one of the worst passing teams in the entire league. Some of that is the fact that Josh Allen, I think, just runs the ball every time. And some of it is they don't have very good wide receivers. Could the Buffalo Bills go out this year and maybe lay enough money out there to get a Randall Cobb or a Golden Tate? Or maybe, I know this would be a trade, I don't know, an Antonio Brown to come join them in upstate New York? 
I mean, I doubt it, but I guess we'll see because the Buffalo Bills do have a ton of money. They come in at number four. Moving up to number three are the AFC South defending champs. The Houston Texans went 11 and five in 2018. Of course, yes, they got bumped out of the playoffs in that wild card game, but they have nearly $81 million in cap space right now. They do have a number of players that need to get paid. We know they are putting the franchise tag on pass rusher Jadeveon Clowney. And we know he's going to want a serious new deal because he didn't just go out and play these last two seasons for giggles. We saw when the contract was coming up, suddenly Jadeveon Clowney got real, real serious. But that's not all for Houston. Do they bring back safety Tyron Matthew? Because Tyron Matthew's a pretty good player back there. He's not going to be cheap though. Defensive back Kareem Jackson is also due a new contract. And the Texans are probably going to be on the market to try to find some help on the offensive line. They need an offensive tackle desperately because we keep seeing quarterback Deshaun Watson get hit again and again. And I know some of that is on him. He's young. He can be a little bit reckless. Sometimes he might hold onto the ball a little bit longer than he should, but the Texans need some help on their offensive line. And we know the offensive linemen, yeah, they're not going to come cheap. So the Texans can keep their squad together. They've got the money to do that. And they might be able to go get a piece here or there, but that might be the end of their money. That's going to soak up an awful lot of that money. They come in at number three. At number two, we have a team that should have over $96 million to spend. And while they have a few free agents to take care of, is there anyone off of that current roster that the New York Jets couldn't just, you know, do without? The Jets went 4-12 and last year. And while rookie quarterback Sam Darnold I mean, he showed flashes of maybe being the guy. He showed flashes of at least being okay. Sometimes he also showed flashes of maybe not being that great. But other than that, this team honestly is a mess. Now, cornerback Morris Claiborne, he's going to be a free agent. The problem with him is that he wasn't healthy that much. I would think they could bring him back at a discounted rate because he just wasn't on the field that often. Linebacker Avery Williamson, he probably needs to be resigned. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, He'll get a new deal based on just his special teams ability, if nothing else, because he is very, very dangerous in special teams. Other than that, yeah, the Jets don't really have anywhere else to spend their money. And when you have $96 million, I mean, you got to go spend some of it. The problem with the Jets is they are now in Cleveland Browns territory. They're going to have a hard time convincing players to come join that little band of misfits because they have been so awful. And so what ends up happening is the same thing we've seen with Cleveland. It's the same thing we've seen even with Oakland in recent seasons. Yes, they go out and they get someone, usually not quite the best player, and usually they end up paying way too much for that player to come there because no one wants to come. So you get a little bit below top-level player and you overpay through the nose for those kind of players. The Jets have a ton of money. I just don't know if they can convince anyone to come join them. So which NFL team currently has the most salary cap space going into free agency? Well, it's actually a little bit scary to think about because the Indianapolis Colts went 10 and 6 last season and advanced to the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. But now the Indianapolis Colts have over 106 million bucks to spend to go get even better. They do have a few free agents they need to sign. Safety Clayton Gathers should probably be back. Defensive end Marcus Hunt, wide receiver Dontrell Inman, they probably need to take care of those guys, but then they can go throw some serious money around over $100 million. 
And the Colts need some help in a few key spots. They could afford to go get maybe a wide receiver. Again, would an Antonio Brown be out there in a trade scenario? They need some help on their defensive front. Nadamakan Sue is scheduled to be available. Would they go pay big money to get him? But then, would the Indianapolis Colts have any interest whatsoever in running back Le'Veon Bell? Hey, they have the money. I think it's just going to be a matter of do they want to go get those guys? Because no one has money this year like the Indianapolis Colts do. We'll see where they end up spending it. Okay, coming back, we will continue our daily dose hump day power rankings. Hump day! As we are looking at which teams actually have money to spend in free agency. But next up, we are going to switch over. We are going to look at the five teams in the NFL that currently have the least amount of money to spend. Which is interesting. Because one of them is already making big plans to spend money that, at least right now, they don't have. You know what that means, kids. A fire sale could be coming. So let's continue our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, but right now, let's switch over to the NFL teams that have the least amount of money to spend. And they're going to need to be creative. If they want to go get a free agent, hey, they can do it. They still can. But they're going to have to move some people around. They're going to have to juggle some contracts around, and they might not be able to be quite as active in free agency as maybe they want to be. But here are the five teams right now that have the least amount of money to spend. And we will start off at number 28 because this team was an overtime loss with a bad non-call going against them from going to the Super Bowl. And I actually think looking back, the New Orleans Saints probably play the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl a little better than the Los Angeles Rams did. They have talent on both sides of the ball, but they don't have much money this year. Currently, the New Orleans Saints have just a little over $10 million in salary cap space. Okay, I mean, you need $5 million for your draft picks and you juggle some contracts around. They'll figure it out. Here's the problem though. Running back Mark Ingram, he's due a new deal. And so is backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Now Bridgewater shouldn't be expensive, but you got to go sign him to something. Linebacker Craig Robertson is also going to be a free agent and so will kicker Will Lutz. Hey, Will Lutz came up big a few times for the Saints last year. The Saints are going to have to be very creative to keep their own players, let alone to go out and sign anyone. I don't think they can go out and shop too much because they've got enough to worry about in-house. The Saints come in at number 28. Coming in at number 29 is a team that honestly, I can't even figure out who they're spending their money on. Here's a challenge for you, Daily Dose listener. And I've told you before, we have smart listeners here at the Daily Dose. I'm going to issue a challenge. I'm going to give you kind of, I don't know, like a trivia kind of challenge. Let's see if you can do this. Are you ready? Quick, name three players that currently play for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think he's still there. Uh, is Ricky Williams still there? I don't know. Um, who else? Miami Dolphins. Mark Duper? Yeah, it's tough to do. Who in the world are the Miami Dolphins even paying? Because they only have 9.5. $5 million right now, but the Dolphins can go out and they can free up a good chunk of money this offseason. To start, the Dolphins are probably going to release or maybe try to trade Ryan Tannehill. And if they do, they could save nearly 19 million bucks against the salary cap. Also, the Dolphins are probably going to move on from their defensive ends. Robert Quinn is costing them about $13 million. Andre Branch is costing them about $7 million. Hey, there's 20 million bucks right there. Granted, you don't have defensive ends, but 
eh, we'll worry about that later. Wide receiver Devontae Parker, he's costing them about $9 bucks. So the Dolphins don't have much money right now. But they can change that if they can make some smart moves. And they need to make those moves because, honestly, they have no identity whatsoever. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, what are you looking forward to? There's nothing even out there. Hey, guys, we're, I don't know, going to be, you know, 6-10 and 10 again this year. There's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing to feel positive about. The Miami Dolphins, they don't have much. And you know what they really don't have? They don't have a personality. They don't have an identity. They need to try to get that as soon as possible. Next up at number 30 is a team that will not be a surprise because we already kind of expected this because the Minnesota Vikings have some huge money tied up in quarterback Kirk Cousins alone. Of course, the Vikings were a huge disappointment last year. Cousins was completely unable to carry them to that Super Bowl like everyone was hoping. But right now, the Minnesota Vikings have just $5.3 million to spend. That's barely enough to sign your draft picks. And they do also have some free agents coming due. And I don't know what they're going to do with them. Because linebacker Anthony Barr and defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson, they could be heading somewhere else. The Vikings also need some serious help on their offensive line. And I'm sure Kirk Cousins would also like a few more receivers to throw to. He didn't have very many. Hey, the Vikings had a talented team, but this could end up being a very challenging offseason for them. They don't have much money. They have a couple of big name free agents that they need to sign and they do still have some holes they need to fill, especially offensively, to give Kirk Cousins a little more help because we saw this last year. He is not a guy that is capable of putting a team on his back and carrying them. He just isn't going to do that. So the Vikings need to go out and they need to find some more help, but it's going to be tough to do when they don't have much money. They're going to have to be very, very creative. They come in at number 30. Coming in at number 31 is a team that could be making some major overhaul kind of moves this year because they have a number of big name free agents on this roster. Of course, we know Nick Foles. It sounds like he's going to be going somewhere else, but Darren Sproles is also going to be a free agent. So is running back Jay Ajay, Golden Tate, Jordan Matthews, Chance Warmack, Haloti Nada. It sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to somehow bring back Brandon Graham. But other than that, it's going to be really, really tough. Hey, the Eagles had let's say an interesting season in 2018 because they started off so slow. They looked early like they were going to struggle. They were going to have that Super Bowl curse just wear them down. They couldn't get anything done. But then weirdly, starting quarterback Carson Wentz goes down. Nick Foles comes in and the Eagles catch fire. They make it to the playoffs. They even win a playoff game. But now they could be in for some major turnover on both sides of the ball because They've got a lot of free agents and they only have $4.1 million in salary to spend. Now, you know, the Eagles would really like to grab somewhere along the way a veteran backup quarterback since Foles is going to be leaving. And honestly, we don't have any idea how many snaps Carson Wentz is going to be good for. He's been getting hurt every single season. And if they do end up losing a number of these players, they're going to have other spots to fill. And that's not going to be easy when they only have $4 bucks at hand. I expect the Eagles to try to move some players around. I expect them to try to shift and juggle some contracts to free up some cash. They're going to have to try to rework deals. I don't know if they can get players to buy into that, but that's what they're going to need to do. They're going to have to sell players on the idea, hey, do you want to win? Okay, then we have to change your deal up. Because right now, we don't have any money. We need money because we have a few holes that we are going to need to fill. I think that's the only way the Eagles can kind of stay on top. Fortunately for them, 
I think the NFC East is going to be lenient enough that they can still be a competitor in that division. But the Philadelphia Eagles come in at number 31. So what NFL team has the least amount of money, at least right now, to spend in free agency? Well, of course it's the team that has already said they are going to make the biggest move in free agency so far. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars were a huge disappointment last year. But they've already said, we are going to go sign quarterback Nick Foles to take over for disappointing quarterback Blake Bortles. Well, they're going to have to be creative. They're going to have to make some serious roster moves. Because right now, as things stand, without signing Nick Foles, the Jacksonville Jaguars are $2.3 million over the cap. They don't have any money to spend. They are going to have to make some cuts. And some of those cuts can free up some money, but some of those cuts, like, say, a Blake Bortles, yeah, that's going to cost them big in dead cap money. So you can do it. You can free up probably 18 million bucks, but you're also going to forfeit like $10 million. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a choice though. They still have the pieces there to have a decent defense, but going out and signing Nick Foles, that's not going to fix everything because this team has other issues besides just the quarterback. I know they're trying to spin. It was just the quarterback. If we got a new quarterback, everything would be better. I'm not sure I believe that completely. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a very interesting team to watch next season. They're going to be interesting to watch right now, though, because they're going to have to be very, very creative to free up some money. Right now, they're already over the cap. We'll see where that ends up going. Hey, NFL free agency, it's already going to be here next week. And every year, it seems like we have teams with a ton of money that fail to get anything done. And then we see other teams that have no money, but somehow they get a big name free agent and we have no idea how they do it. You have to be creative. You have to have people up front that understand how to manipulate these things, but it's going to be fun to see what craziness is going to happen again this year. Hey, tomorrow on the show, we will, of course, be bringing you the latest and greatest in sports news. And you know, we just might have some sports media overreactions for you again this week. Not quite as many, but trust me, the sports media world is still giving us a few fun overreactions we'll have to talk about tomorrow. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails, the texts, and the tweets. Don't forget, stop by Public and pick up some of that new Daily Dose gear. You know you need that in your life. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday.